0: This week's terrific episode of Election Profit Makers is sponsored by Bloom Farms Wellness. Bloom Farms Wellness makes CBD products to help you relax and improve the quality of your life. Products include balms, tinctures, vapes. Let's talk about tinctures for a moment. They sent me something called the dream tincture. Put two drops under my tongue for a good night's sleep. It works. They also sent me a little vape pen for relaxation. All their stuff is grown and produced in the USA. No solvents, no additives, nice packaging, I must say. They also have, this is very nice, a give back program. For every product sold by Bloom Farms, they donate one healthy meal to a family in need. Since 2015, they have donated three million meals. Get in on the action, improve the quality of your life, do a good thing. Go to this website, bloomfarmswellness.com EPM for 15% off your order. That's bloomfarmswellness.com slash E-P-M. Oh, wow. It's another episode of Election Profit Makers. I mean, what is there to say? I'm David. I'm joined by John. Hey, David. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Okay, round two. We had some uh, computer errors, uh, some technical issues, but it's all love. Uh, it's just a nice way to recap the best week ever. Um, nothing but good news as far as I'm concerned. The future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Ray-Ban, sponsor me, please. Uh, promo code EPM EPMLovingLife420.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's, we're gonna try it again. Round uh, second. Happy. Uh, I'm so fucking sick of talking. The thing about podcasts is all you do is just talk and talk and talk and listen and listen and listen and talk and listen and listen and talk. And John, it's just the two of us again this week. You've got to carry this whole thing on our backs. I know. <coughs>
1: and that's a lot of Sorry. talking
0: and listening. Wow. And coughing, it seems like. Some throat clearing here from John Kimball's about to make a huge announcement.
1: No, there's no huge announcement. Oh, we, damn you it. think I was going to announce that I had COVID or something? No, it's... it's uh. I'm fine. Um, yes, it is a lot of talking and listening. I Sometimes you can save your energy. On a podcast, you have to talk always because if you're not Here talking, people won't be, they can't listen to anything. Ooh. But let's see, how, how would I put this? You, you can or I can sometimes not listen to you and uh, it helps me
0: save my energy. Um. (laughs) Okay. This is good. This is a little behind. This is a little behind the scenes peek into the life of a podcaster. So you don't listen to me when we do the podcast. I
1: do for most of the time, but you do. You talk a lot. um, Talk too much. No, not. But you know, sometimes I have to just zone for a second to just save my energy. It's just a self preservation type thing. Um, so I mean, you could, if you're sick of of listening, you could stop listening to me when I talk.
0: Okay. Why don't you talk for a little while, and I'm gonna and I'll and I'll um, zone out. Okay. To save energy. Which, all right. <clears throat> what should I talk? Let's see. Um, Not my job, John. I'm zoning okay. out.
1: All right. Here's what I've been working on today. Um, I have been noticing in Carborough, the town that I live in, that. All of the roads go southeast, northwest. It's like, it's not a proper grid. Oh, my God. It's, it's, um, everything, it's like a zigzag pattern. Every turn is just a slight turn or a complete U-turn. So, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to
0: fix it. I can't help but listen to you because it's so interesting. Damn it. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about, like, the International Panel on Climate, change report that came out or something and I could zone out cuz I don't want to hear about that but instead you're talking about how all the roads in Carborough run northwest to south yeah southeast.
1: they all go the
0: same direction that's not helpful How are you going to expect me to not listen to that that's 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 like um It's fascinating. Yeah, it's fa- that's precisely the word I was thinking of, the directions of roads. Um try something else. I'll try not to listen.
1: Uh Things are not going well in Afghanistan. It it seems as if the entire country has fallen within a matter of days, and Kabul fell within a matter of hours. Afghanistan. Exactly. 100% gaining over there. This has to be an interesting week for
0: you to watch this. Based on all of your old, I'm sorry. Are you talking to me.
1: Yes, yes.
0: I'm sorry, I, I'm, I wasn't listening. I'm, I'm gonna
1: actually. I'm gonna make this about you. Now you have my attention. You you used to have this political comic strip called Get Your War On. Many your, years ago. Get
0: your war on. Yes. Get, get, get your, your war, war on. on. And um, my political cartoon from some from some years back consigned itself in part with the troubled region of Afghanistan, or as we call it now, fuck around and find out a stand. Keep going. I don't, what? I we don't, don't want to talk about get your war on. I was right. All the, all the smarty pants were wrong. Kid Midas wins again. Hooray for me. You were <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I was. I thought it was a bad idea to invade Afghanistan. So sue me, guys. Okay? Yeah. Appreciate the congrats. Cofeve. What if Donald Trump Tweeted in a Southern accent. <laughs> Sleepy Joe Biden has done it again. Critical race theory has taken apart our schools. President Sleepy Joe Biden must resign in shame. Very bad things in Afghanistan. It would give it, it would oddly give it a weird sort of gravitas, wouldn't it? Uh huh. She had blood coming out of a whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, I never kissed or cuddled with Stormy Daniels. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's have a, let's have a little context here. It's uh Monday. I think Biden is going to be speaking shortly. He's returned from Camp David to the White House to address the nation about the situation in Afghanistan which is uh not going well. John, you're correct. The Taliban took over the entire country in like 20 minutes. Uh and uh Afghans were like literally hanging off cargo planes as they were trying to leave Kabul airport. and It's uh, crazy.
1: I never thought I would see footage that is dramatic as some of the footage you saw of the U.S. evacuating Saigon in 1975. I mean, there were people hanging on the back of airplanes, literally, and the planes would take off and they were hanging onto the plane until they got to like a thousand feet and they couldn't hold on anymore. And then they just dropped off and died. yeah. yeah. you're seeing stuff that is similar to that in Afghanistan right now. It's,
0: it's really sad. I mean- Yeah, it's pretty dark. It feels, like a, it feels like an utter catastrophe. Maybe because it is an utter catastrophe. I don't know, I guess it's too soon to tell. You know, I've been following a lot of uh, Afghanistan experts on Twitter. And uh, I'm just getting a lot of uh, interesting data and intel from people who definitely know what they're talking about. So i just like to encourage everyone, join the conversation, because you definitely know a lot about Afghanistan, probably.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, the, uh, the 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 fighting season. This was this was the worst possible time to announce the withdrawal during the fighting season when you couldn't have your air support. I mean, anyway,
0: we should have waited till January, uh, and then the Taliban wouldn't have taken over the country, right? Because uh, the thing about the Taliban is they're not very hardcore. They have right. a pretty weak vision of what they want, and uh, so it really would have. De- it really makes a big difference whether they take over the country in four days or forty eight days. Yeah, they, they would definitely were not going to take over the country. Had they waited. We, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't believe it's come to this after 20 years. Wow. It really is amazing. We spent a lot of money in Afghanistan. I'm not going to embarrass anybody by listing the actual dollar amount. I don't want to put anyone in the hot seat across the four presidential administrations that have been dealing with this. But suffice to say... To me, it seems like it was a lot of money. And, of course, you know, many, many people died. And uh, now that the Taliban are back in charge after their uh, 20-year—well, I guess they were on sabbatical. And now they're going to, oh, I don't know, marry all the girls and sell them into sex slavery and kill anyone who who, uh, collaborated with the— you know, NATO and America and Afghanistan because turns out they all have biometric data readers now or something, and they can scan people's eyeballs. And anyone who's in the database of having worked with Americans or journalists, they can just kill instantly. Really what? does seem like a bad situation to me. Is that true? Which you just said. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh. the new Taliban is all about tech. They're like tech bro Taliban. 20 years ago, God. Taliban weren't on, weren't on social media, posting selfies, right. sitting in the, in the presidential palace. Yeah, they look pretty tough. Yeah. What is there to say? An absolute catastrophe. 20 years of, of more or less constant catastrophe in Afghanistan. I guess there were some good things too, of course. I mean, Lockheed Martin got paid, so it's all love. Yeah. Reminds me of a song, John, by Black Sabbath. It's called War Pigs. I'm going to do the entire song right now. A version. Bow bum boom, 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 Ba-dum. Generals gathered in the masses. Ba-dum. Ba-dum. Just like witches at Black Masses. Ba-dum. Ba-dum. In the fields the bodies burning. Ba-dum. Ba-dum. As the war machine keeps turning. La, 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 la. <coughs> oh, we had a little more to do. That's okay. I think oh, I messed up God. the lyrics. Sorry. I don't think the bodies are burning and the war machine uh-huh. is turning yet. Okay. Right. Anyway. Well, that was fun diversion to lift our spirits. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Delta variant or uh, climate, climate change projections. I can't do the climate stuff. I, I'm, it's, it's just
1: hard for me to even think about. Um, okay. I can think about COVID, though. Uh, I've been looking at all the wastewater data. Um, And it's, hmm? yeah, they look at the wastewater data to see how much virus is in the wastewater. <gasps> and it is trending up in all of the towns in North Carolina.
0: So, that's not good. Um, okay, Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about, oh, what else is there to talk about? Ooh. You know, I never thought I'd say this, John, but let's talk about how all the roads in North Carolina run from Northwest to Southeast. It's not North Carolina, it's just Carborough. Oh, fuck my life. All right, let's move on. Um, This is hard. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, I don't know why this week, I mean, I don't know why, I mean, I guess I know why this week felt so hard. I think it was the climate change stuff. I didn't even read that fucking report. I don't want to read a report about how the earth's going to be two degrees hotter or whatever, but it's just this feeling of, I think it's the Delta variant, like, we're not done with COVID. Are you fucking kidding me? And then plus the Afghanistan stuff, it's like, I mean, I don't know. What else could Biden do? We had to get out of Afghanistan. And as soon as we left Afghanistan, it was either a matter of days or months until the Taliban took over. That's my opinion. So we have climate change, COVID, Taliban retaking Afghanistan. I mean, ugh. yeah. And then um, got, um... what's the other depressing thing? Obama had a birthday party. That was Obama's depressing. fucking birthday party. I knew I was yeah. forgetting something. It got canceled. Oh my God. I hate to be that guy. That birthday party drove me up the fucking wall. Maureen Dowd, I simp. I stan. You're, I didn't read Maureen Dowd's column. Everyone got mad at her for being mad that Barack Obama has friends. She's probably mad that Barack Obama's friends are more famous than her friends. But man, in the, con- in the midst of all this other stuff, Obama having this... You know, it just makes you so mad when you see somebody who's happy in the midst of all this stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, okay, right. And then so he has a an big optics... party on Martha's vineyard. Like, come on, dude.
1: Yeah. It was fine. It was Ugh. fine. I'm all for Obama having his party with the uh, millionaires and everything. This is the pandemic is it's endemic now. Everybody is going to get COVID. Golly, I sound like one of these conservative guys at I the know, beginning I like of the pandemic, going. where they're like, everyone's so, gonna get it, but no. So now let's just have her herd immunity. Uh, let's call the week. But we are all going to get it eventually. It, it wouldn't be nice if we didn't all get it at one time. But it, at some point, you just have to start. L- like, I went to a restaurant the other night. I went to a restaurant <gasps> indoor. Okay, just hang on, hang <gasps> on, hang on. <gasps> it, it was 110 degree heat index here. I was not going to eat outside. But I what went was, to a restaurant. What was
0: the dew point, though?
1: Mm, it was like 78 um went to a, went to a restaurant the first restaurant that we went to was really crowded and Which i one? said you know what what was it i don't know the name of it it was some sushi place but you're such and, a
0: foodie yeah
1: i am uh and i just <laughs> said you know what that's too crowded it's uh-huh. it fe- that didn't feel safe um so went to one that was a little off the beaten path that had like you know 10 or 12 people in it which and one that was probably that? W- that probably was another sushi place that has a name that I don't know. Um, name
0: one restaurant, John. Name one restaurant. Burger King. Name a real restaurant, a sit-down restaurant with table mm-hmm. service. Aurora. Oh, you pulled it off. Aurora's closed. Name an existing restaurant in the triangle that has table service. You have five seconds.
1: Uh, the Angus five. Barn.
0: Angus Barn. Is that really one? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So you went to a second sushi restaurant that was less densely populated than the first sushi restaurant. And what happened?
1: I sat down and and ate some sushi and didn't really dilly-dally and then left. And I guess there's a chance that I could have gotten COVID doing that. And if I do that three times a day for many, many weeks, I probably will end up with COVID. That's a lot of sushi. But every once in a while, you, you have to, to go out. Um, and in this area, 90% of people are vaccinated. Um, and all these people at Obama's party were going to be vaccinated. They were going to be I outdoors.
0: <sighs> it, uh, John, I you've, think, mis- yeah. <laughs> you've misconstrued my humorless okay. umbrage once again. All right. My issue with Obama's birthday party is not that he held a birthday party during COVID. Okay. My issue with Obama's birthday party is this kind of, and I hate to say it, and God help me here I say it, this sort of neoliberal, not obsession with, but just the celebrity political industrial complex that is also has this hidden big money component to it. You know, it's just my, it's just feelings. Do I sound like Maureen Dowd right now? I really don't want to sound like Maureen Dowd right now, but- (laughs) I can't really articulate why it bugs me so much without sounding like a weirdo and a maniac. It just feels, I don't know, man. Give me Jimmy Carter, 150 years old, still out here swaying hammers for Habitat for Humanity. This right. sort of austere, writing these, writing these slender volumes of middle-brow poetry. Jimmy Carter's not trying to get some multi-million dollar Netflix development deal because Jimmy Carter is not a celebrity and I understand that it's hard to be a politician these days without being a celebrity. AOC's a celebrity, and I love AOC more than anyone. Mm-hmm. But, you know... but Marjorie Taylor Greene's a celebrity. Marjorie Taylor Greene, another terrific celebrity who I admire. Um, in fact, if I put on my Thomas Friedman hat for a second, I would say a dream ticket could be AOC and Marjorie Taylor Greene, co-presidents, right? Celebrities yeah. from either side of the aisle coming together to forge common-sense consensus solutions to the problems that are bedeviling our, our planet, Right? You the are the mustache of
1: understanding
0: the, right now. The, the, the right has a lot to offer us, and the left has a lot to offer us. Why don't we take two of the most compelling and dynamic young American politicians and put— I guarantee you Thomas Friedman's going to write that column. <laughs> I just got I chills. I don't know. Thomas
1: Friedman is pretty, is pretty on the left now. Yeah, I mean, he'll go
0: back. He'll, he'll go back. I know, I know he he'll, will. I know he'll it go, will. go back. Anyway, what I was going to say before we started doing all this talking was— do you think the Pod Save America guys were invited to Obama's birthday party? And if they were, will they talk about it? This is the question that keeps me up at nights so More than the situation in Afghanistan, more than the Delta variant, more than climate change, were the Pod Save America guys invited to Obama's birthday party? And if they were, will they talk about it? John, what's your
1: answer? Uh, well, yes, if they were, they will definitely have talked about it. And I would think
0: that they would have been, right? I don't think they were. Oh, really? Do you want to know my conspiracy theory? Uh-huh. Everybody get ready. Everybody lean in. Everybody stop driving. Everybody stop washing dishes. I have no basis for this theory whatsoever. My theory is that the Pod Save America guys and Obama are not as chummy as they make it out to be. No, I don't. You think really? Obama's, Yeah, this is my theory, and I bet they weren't invited to his party. Maybe they were on that first list, but then remember that everyone got mad that the list was so big during COVID, so they called it. Yeah. some people were disinvited. I bet they were. I bet they were disinvited. So they were invited to the original one. Yeah, but, but the, I'm talking the, yeah. about the second one. The first—I mean, nobody. The Second cares one if you're was just. Family or, I and was friends. basically invited to the first one. Come on, I'm talking about the second one. Would you go if you were invited? No, I honestly would not. Really. Fly from Los Angeles to Martha's Vineyard and to go to a birthday party at Obama's house and fucking talk to Ariana Huffington or 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 fucking or Childish Gambino or whoever. And what would happen if I were invited? I would make you go.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, would make go. you go and I would Against say, turn on, my your will.
0: Fa- turn on your FaceTime and stream everything. And we'd in yeah. Impractical Jokers. I'd be like, okay, okay. There's a... a uh, There's—who would he have at his party? Paul Ryan, probably. You know he had some Republicans at his party. God damn it, all to hell. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so you're saying the Pod Save America guys were invited to Obama's birthday party and that we'll hear about it this week on their podcast when they talk about it. I say no. And I say even if they were invited, they probably would not talk about it because of potential backlash. I think they will probably this week on their podcast may dunk on Maureen Dowd for mentioning and criticizing Obama's birthday party, but that will probably be the extent of their conversation about and concerning Obama's birthday party. That is my final uh, missive, my okay. final mouth missive on that. All right. Next subject. Oh, I have something I want to talk about. Yes, do this. Oh, <sighs> a little bit of good news finally. And I really needed this. Remember a month or two ago, I said I was going to try to volunteer for the J.D. Vance campaign in Ohio. Everyone remembers J.D. Vance, the the hillbilly with the heart of gold. Um, And I wanted to get into his campaign and help him because I have money saying that he'll um, win on predicted.org, the website that we use to make bets. I have money saying that J.D. Vance will win the Republican um, primary for that seat in Ohio. So I had uh, reached out to the Vance campaign offering my services and had never heard back. I assumed like so many other emails I've sent, they were unresponded to because people found someone more qualified for the job to which I had applied. But guess what, John? This week in my inbox an email, J.D. Vance, subject, welcome to the team. Now, here's the thing. It says, friend, welcome to the team. I'm proud to have you fighting alongside me as a conservative outsider. Now, that's me in a nutshell. But then I realized, oh, this is not from J.D. Vance. This is a mass email because listen to what happens next. I thought he was going to say, here's what I thought he was going to say. Friend, welcome to the team. I'm proud to have you fighting alongside me as a conservative outsider. I got your email. And first, I thought you were being sarcastic. But now I truly want to work with you because I think you look interesting. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But instead he says, as a valued member of my team, your opinion is of the utmost <laughs> importance to me. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to take some fake poll that asks me for money at the end of it. So this is what it says. Please take my official campaign strategy survey immediately to make sure I see your response. Oh, this is not an authentic email from JD Vance <laughs> inviting me to join his team. Damn it. The question on the survey is, do you believe we need to put power back into the hands of the American people? Yes or no? Yes. And apparently this answer will help J.D. Vance plan his campaign strategy. So I was looking at this email and I said, wait a minute, where is this email coming from? What's the actual address from which it was sent? And guess what it's from, John? And this is very interesting. It's from email at alerts.conservativeintel.com. Now, if you listeners are not lucky enough to be on the very exclusive conservativeintel.com mailing list, let me fill you in on what you've been missing. One, you've been missing 300 emails a day from all (laughs) conservative superstars asking you to take one survey after another. And the survey is always like, "Um, here's a sincere question asked in good faith. Should black Americans wipe their butts with the American flag all the time and make us watch it? Yes or no? And then at the end, they say, give us $500 or all these things will happen. Now, why is it interesting that J.D. Vance is now hopping on the conservative intel.com mailing list? I have a feeling that all of that money that Peter Thiel sunk into J.D. Vance's campaign, we're now starting to see the fruits of that, which is J.D. Vance is getting himself on some sick address lists. They must be buying up some good digital assets like the conservativeintel.com mailing list. Do you think that could be so, John? Do you think that could be true? Yeah, probably. Because listen to this, the money is paying off because when I go to predict it and search who will win the 2022 Ohio Republican Senate primary, J.D. Vance is now only trailing Josh Mandel by four cents. And baby, J.D. is rising and Josh is falling. So this email blast paid off. That's my new theory. Do you like my theory? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, that's a great theory. Um, I like the name conservative
0: com. I've been getting emails from them since the 2016 campaign, and I saved oh, them really? all. Yeah. I'd never because heard they that. Because their questions are so provocative. Now, who knows? It could be that conservativeintel.com is so rinky-dink that you and I could buy their email list and start sending out emails from that address, Right. Right. But the fact that, but it was a, but it was definitely noticeable when J.D. Vance showed up on it because that felt to me like, oh, he must have just tipped over into being an actual um, comer in this election, right? Because conservativeintel.com is not going to release, they're not going to send out emails on behalf of just any candidate, especially in a primary, right? So Josh Mandel, I don't know what happened, bro, but conservativeintel.com is all up J.D. Vance's butt. And you are falling, Josh. And I know, John, Kimball, my co-host, who I talk to at great length and ceaselessly, that you love Josh Mendel and that you want to, quote, give him a big hug and maybe even a kiss, end quote. So you must be bummed out that J.D. Vance is now within striking distance on Predicted. What do you think about that, John? Are you bummed out? No, I'm not bummed out. I'm not bummed out.
1: I, um... I forgot what side I took on Josh Mandel. I think I've been everywhere on this.
0: You said Josh Mandel was going to win. J.D. Vance was a joke. Nobody could come close to Josh Mandel. That quote-unquote, and I have have it right here, quote-unquote, he is the best. Oh, my God, look at him. He is so cool and smart, end quote. And then later you said- I kind of don't think that. Those eyes, they see through me, dot, 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 into my soul, dot, 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 dot. Only he knows what I'm hiding, end quote. And then a couple minutes later you said- Quote, I would love to take Josh Mandel to an unnamed sushi restaurant and feed him eel, end quote. You said all that. You said all that. You don't remember? You really don't listen to I don't. Yourself, I either. don't
1: remember. No, I don't sometimes, yeah.
0: Josh Mandel at 39 cents, J.D. Vance at 35 cents. Remember, folks, I bought in at 29 cents on old J.D., and I think my investment is paying off. Look at me. I'm a hedge funder, just like J.D. Vance and Peter Thiel. <laughs>
1: Uh, Would you like to talk about Gavin Newsom since you are in California?
0: Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, which is the state where I live, is facing a recall election and voting is going to begin by mail, I believe, today. I've already received my sample ballot. I'm waiting on my regular ballot. Here's the way the recall election works, John. I had to look it up because I wasn't sure. There's two questions on this little ballot. One is, should we recall this governor or not? And if you say, yes, we should recall him, then they say, okay, who do you want to be governor? And then you pick from a assorted menu of maniacs and has and sincere people. If the yes recall vote takes the day, then the, whichever candidate gets the most amount of votes is the new governor of California. Doesn't that seem a little crazy? Mm-hmm. Do you know that this has not happened since Schwarzenegger became governor? I didn't know that. Before I moved to California, I thought they recalled the governor like every 90 days, but this is kind of this is kind of unusual. So we turn our attention as always to predictive. Yeah, will Gavin Newsom be
1: recalled in 2021? The latest price, yes, at 27 cents. They really believe, the predicted traders, that there is a 27% chance. That's that's. That's scarily high to me. You think that's overpriced and we should buy no? I'm not sure, but if there if if that if if this price represents reality, which we all know it may or may not, uh th- that's pretty scary that there may be a 27 to 30% chance that California could suddenly be ruled by some Larry Elder radio host. Yeah. That's right. that's the Predictix favorite at least. I think that this is priced too high.
0: Noah's trading at 74. I might actually buy that. But then again, that could be so scary if he's actually recalled and then I lose this money. I would love to hear from any listener who's involved in the Gavin Newsom recall market. Should I be buying no at 74 cents? It feels... I don't know, I've just been burned so many times by reality. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh my God, remember what happened last week with Cuomo? I just totally forgot about that. That was so crazy. Andrew Cuomo resigned. Yeah. I had totally forgotten about that. That was nuts.
1: You called it. You said, if it happens, it's going to happen before. You said, it's going to happen soon. And then it was just like the Taliban. It was just like, boop, it's done. Yeah, and then Welcome our podcast to your new came reality. out. And it, it it already happened.
0: I know by the time this podcast, we're recording this on a Monday. And by the time this comes out, Taliban is probably going to be fucking running... Pakistan, Uzbekistan, yeah. Turkmenistan. They're just going to have everything. Be like, yeah, uh, we uh, spent 20 years waiting for this moment. We're not going to let it. We're, I'm not going to miss my shot. Isn't that the Hamilton song? I'm not going to yeah, miss it. Yeah. What if they did a musical about Hamilton, but it was called <laughs> Taliban, and it was nothing but, it was nothing but Taliban propaganda. Taliban. Yeah, Alex Talibandleton. <laughs> I'm not going to miss my shot. You, sir, Burr. Let's duel. No, I'll just chop your head off. Boom. Now you're dead. Off with your head. That could be it. Now you're dead. Off with your head. No girls Mm -hmm. in school. That's not cool. Biometric data to kill the traitors. Aren't we fun? Later for you, haters. Oh my God, it could be such a weird hit. Wow, that would be in good taste. I wonder if that would win the good taste award.
1: Yeah, that would be. Yeah. But you
0: know what? Maybe Mohammed could make an appearance. (laughs) Hey, I'm Muhammad, the Prophet of Allah. Everybody, look at me. Everybody, say yeah. "Ah, ulala." That'd be great, great. Yeah, good idea. Aren't we having fun in this theater? Now you better run because something fun's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! God. I, you know what? <laughs> we try to keep it light on this podcast, but I have to say, I truly hate the Taliban. They suck. The Taliban are the worst. That's my take. Yeah. Yeah. The Taliban taking over everything gave me those vibes I had with the Brett Kavanaugh hearing and with January 6. It was just a feeling of just like such darkness. Yeah, you know? There already been news reports about girls showing up for school and then people being like, "No, you can't go to school anymore. Go home." It's depressing. Sorry, but it is. I speak the truth. That's what that's what makes you a hit podcaster if you speak the unvarnished truth, you know? Is this going to hurt Biden? It's not going to make any fucking difference. And everyone on Twitter talking about it one way or the other is a fucking idiot. Not just for the oh, really? tastefulness of instantly talking about optics when all these lives yeah. are at stake. Right. It's like 70% of Americans don't want to be in Afghanistan anymore. Everyone will have forgotten about this in a, in a week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because think of all the That's other countries where right.
0: horrors are going on. You think people, you think it's like, no. Republicans will be like, oh, he's so weak. He wanted, you know, he surrendered to the Taliban. You no know one, I honestly don't think anyone's going to care. And as botched as this withdrawal is and as horrible as it is, Biden can be like, okay, so what do we do? Stay here for another 20 years? Fuck you. You're crazy. That's what I would say. If I was president, that's what I would say. I would say, listen, we were put into a horrible situation by a gang of bloodthirsty idiots. And I'm talking about both sides of this equation, the Taliban and the Bush administration. There was no good way out of this. There is no way this could end well. So we're just going to get it over with and hope for the best. But there's no way this could be salvaged. There's stuff on the margins, like they should let in every single Afghan who wants to come to America. They should be able to live here forever for free. Yeah, I said it. Unlimited magazine subscriptions. Unlimited cable packages. Unlimited sushi if they eat sushi. But other than that, it's like, this is what Afghanistan does. People invade Afghanistan. 20 years later, they're like, why did we do that? (laughs) Afghanistan's like, bye-bye now, go home to mommy. (laughs) This is Afghanistan. We play on a whole different level out here in Afghanistan. What did they think was gonna happen? What did they think was gonna happen? Yeah, I guess. They would, thought they could just airdrop in a, a Western-style democracy into Afghanistan. But maybe they could have done it if they stayed forever. Maybe if we stayed forever, we could get it done. That's a cool slogan. hmm Maybe if we stayed forever, we could get it done. Afghanistan 30-30. What if you ran on that as your platform? <laughs> you ran for president on the platform that we are going to be in Afghanistan for 1,000 years. Yeah. We are going to get this done 1,000 years. yeah. It's, uh, it's been two trillion dollars over 20 years, so that's one trillion dollars in 10 years. So one trillion divided by 10 is what? 100 billion a year. So mm-hmm. that would be 100 billion times a1,000 years. Mm-hmm. So you would say it's going to take 100,000 billion dollars, but we are going to get it done in Afghanistan. And I won't be around to see it because I will be dead by then, but you really should still vote for me. John Kimball for president. Afghanistan 30, 30. what? Mic drop. End of debate. Everyone gives you a standing ovation. That would be so incredible. Yeah, I like it. There's only one more thing I want to talk about, John. We have a lot of listener questions, but I'm just feeling off today. I'm sorry. It's so hot. We already recorded the episode and lost it. Let's just address one last tragic thing, John. And this really, truly takes the tragic cake. Okay. Panorama Point, John. Bring us up to speed on the latest controversies regarding Panorama Point.
1: All right. So w- when we recorded last week I talked about how I had failed to get to a Panorama Point, which is the highest point in the state of Nebraska. I had uh, been directed to turn left at um a road and it looked like it was private property. There was a sign out that said no trespassing. And it turns out and I hadn't discovered this last week when we recorded, but I did discover it uh shortly afterwards, and a bunch of our listeners discovered it as well, that I had been directed to turn at the wrong place. It actually, Panorama Point was not blocked for me. Access was available. It was, um, I was given faulty directions by Google Maps, and had I studied the maps better, I I would have known that they were wrong, And I could have have gotten access. So, yeah, I got a bunch of crap from listeners. Even Mike, the dog trainer, who's from Nebraska, by the way, and who, I don't know if if I've told the listeners, is actually a a wave rider. What's a wave rider? A wave rider is a listener of EPM. Uh, But Mike, yeah, he was here and he gave me a bunch of shit for missing it. And he said, yeah, I was, I had too much hubris. I thought I was, you know, the master when it came to GeoGuessr.
0: Reminds me of a certain foreign policy decision made by President Bush, huh? Oh, yeah. You think you know everything. You go to some far-flung location. You think you know the whole game plan. It's all laid out. And then it turns out you got a little more than you bargained for. Interesting analogy, John. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So I'm going to go back. What? Yeah. You can't fail. Oh, my God. I need to go back. (laughs) You're going to reinvade. We're going to get it right this time.
1: Yeah. I need to finish the mission. It's the only thing Here we go.: you're I right. know
0: what I've done wrong. Your pride has taken a beating. You've lost standing in the eyes of the world. In order to salvage your reputation and to be a beacon on a shining hill or a shining beacon on a hill or whatever it is, you need to go back and finish the job. By God, John, you're right. I support you 100 percent. Okay, thanks. You're going to return to Panorama Point in absolute glory. In absolute glory, I'm going to hold have free and my- fair
1: elections free and fair elections. My thumb is going to be painted
0: purple. School for everybody at Panorama Point, boys and girls. The free market at Panorama Point. Mm-hmm. All that opium is going to be converted into farmland used to sell dates and other non-illegal substances that nobody wants. It's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell with help from Houston Snyder and Cat Support us on, oh, Patreon. That's right patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. Send your election prediction questions and skyline questions and everyone yelling at John about Panorama Point. The way to do that is to send us an email at our exclusive email address, contact at electionprofitmakers.com. We really do owe these listeners an a email only episode where we respond to all these emails because they're getting really backed up. We
1: got a bunch of letters about, you know, the closest cities and people talking about Texarkana, um, We'll have to address that next week, I think. Yeah, that needs to be addressed.
0: Uh, it does. I want to know if anyone is involved in the Gavin Newsom recall markets. If you want to try predicted.org, the website that we use and that we have so much fun on? Yeah, John uses predicted a lot these days. Go to okay. Predict. Go to predicted.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. Sorry, predicted.org. John has a new mistress and her name is Gesser. Rate and review us on iTunes, blah, 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 blah. Let us know if you were at Obama's birthday party, if the Pod Save America guys were there, if only two of them were there, or if only one of them was there. Better to invite them all or to invite none of them, I think. That's my my advice to Obama. Not that he needs my advice, because he has a Netflix development deal. Unlike some people I could mention by name myself. Okay. Uh, And that's our sign. It's time to go. Well, everybody, I thought it was a shitty week. It's time to get our war off. Not putting that in. Let's try something else. (laughs) It's time to go, everybody. It was a bad week. I don't know why it's so bad. Yeah, bye. Hang in there, bye.
1: Dude.